Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Unlimited NFL Podcast. I am your host, Jackson Young, and I'm with my co-host, Owen Smith, and we're going to be talking about Week 15 this week. Owen, how was Week 15 for you? Uh, it was interesting. Um, there were some good games in the early window. Some some of the more hyped-up games were kind of letdowns. There were some good games on uh, the Saturday slate that we'll get to here in a bit. Um, overall good week. And just so you know it, there's three weeks left in the regular season. So season flew by. Most of them do. Um, and we're getting closer and closer to the playoffs. So I'm lo- really looking forward to that. Yeah. And, and week 15 started off with a bang with the Raiders blowing out the chargers. And oh my God. I guess we can kind of start off with that. If you want with, uh, I suppose because that game fired. Yeah, I mean, like, they had no choice. I mean, it was 42 nothing at halftime. And I cannot believe that Amazon interviewed Staley at halftime when they're down 42 to nothing. <laughs> it was 49 nothing at one point. It was 62 to 7, I believe, at one point. The Chargers scored some nasty garbage time touchdowns to make the score you know, a little closer, I suppose. Um, obviously, Justin Herbert did not play in this game. Um, so it just goes to show how the Chargers are not a very good team with Justin Herbert. Without Justin Herbert, they're probably in contention for the worst team in the NFL. That was on full display. And Brandon Staley is no longer the coach there. A move that, I'm going to be honest with you, probably should have made should have been made a long time ago. Um, but mm-hmm. it was necessary. The Chargers will have a new coach next season. Um, so... Th- yeah, I mean, like, they, they had no choice. I mean, I think the goal – I think the original thing was that they were going to keep Staley till the end of the year, then fire him then. They had no choice. I mean, like, I that was a very uh, apparent uh, – very apparent case of a team quitting on a head coach from what I saw. And um, mm-hmm. at that point, like, when a coach loses the locker room, you got to move on. So Yeah, so I'm looking through the stats right now because I was just curious because you think with this big of a scoreline – difference there would be like a huge discrepancy in like the stats too Um, yeah oh no easton stick had a easton stick had like a respectable stat line in the game somehow yeah i'm looking at the total yards the raiders only outgained the chargers by like 50 that's insane the raiders (laughs) only had 378 yards of offense and put up 63 points and you know there's there was defensive scores so yeah do with it but it was just inter- interesting to see that you think that with with that big of a game, like a deficit, that there would be a lot more discrepancy in the stats. But the stats are pretty even. Which is- yeah, just, like I said, the Chargers did some big time box score manipulation at the end of the game. But mm-hmm. we watched the game; we know what happened, and uh, it was not close. No, it really was not. And uh, so, in the- terms of in terms of like the the stats and all that, yeah, it. It's going to be an interesting offseason for the Chargers looking for a head, head coach now. Very interesting. That they fill that position because it's an attractive job. I mean, it's probably out of the openings right now, it's probably the most attractive job. Um, I would say so because, I mean, Herbert is probably the best quarterback that will have a new coach next year. Um, mm-hmm. if, you know, like, if you want, we if, can kinda, you can kind of speculate on some like names and maybe they go after. Jim Harbaugh is a name that I've seen. Bill yeah. Belichick. Is the name that I've seen. Those would be good uh, hires. Belichick, I'll believe when I see it. Harbaugh's a possibility. Uh, ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator for the Lions, I've seen thrown out there at times. 
uh-huh. uh, Mike Mike McDonald, the Ravens defensive coordinator, is one I've seen. So like, there are some there are some. I hope they hire an offensive coach for Herbert. Um, yeah, but it'll, it'll be interesting to see what they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, moving on to some of the more uh, competitive games that happened in Week 15. Uh, one of them happened was the first game of the three-game stretch on Saturday between the Cincinnati Bengals and the Minnesota Vikings, a battle of backup quarterbacks, Jake Browning for the Bengals. Nick Mullins is really like the third-string quarterback for the Vikings. Um, and the Bengals won in overtime. I believe the final score was, what was it, 20-17? to 17? Yeah. Uh, on a walk-off Evan McPherson field goal. The, the notable fact about this game, the Vikings were up 17-3 to late in the second half. Jake, the score Jake, was 27-24, sorry. 27-24, yeah, that's, that's what I thought. That's No, that's obviously not what I thought, but <laughs> I just got the score mixed up. There was another game. Oh, the 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 uh, Seahawks-Eagles game was 20-17. to I got, I got those two mixed up. Oh, you're good, you're good. Yeah. Well, anyways, it was 17-3 to at one point. Jake Browning led the Bengals back on a comeback, including probably the play of the year from a wide receiver from T. Higgins. Mm-hmm. Going up, stretching across for the touchdown. Unbelievable play there. Really energized the Bengals and helped them get back in the game. Um, so the Bengals are now 8-6. and six, So they are, <laughs> they are firmly in the playoff race without Joe Burrow. As a matter of fact, if they would be in the playoffs if the season ended today despite not having Joe Burrow, which is a, a big testament to Zach Taylor and that coaching staff. Uh, Jack, what was your like takeaway from this game? Obviously, it was a sloppy game. Uh, you could tell these guys were not were inexperienced, like guys who you know are not preferred starters. A lot of YOLO balls thrown up to Chase, who actually got hurt in the game. More on that in a minute. Higgins, Justin Jefferson. Um, but like, what does this mean for the Bengals moving forward? Um, and... Like what's what's kind of like the what where do these two teams go from here? My takeaway from this game is that Jake Browning is a serviceable backup in the, in the yes, NFL. and he's, I agree. He's, not, he's now proved that, and he's not a laughing stock that people thought he was. And I, he just he's been playing well and not perfect, but like when they need him the most, he performed. He he, he he comes through, and he doesn't choke. I mean, this is. The Vikings, the Jags. Um, what what are the games? I say they beat the Colts, another playoff team. Like those are, those are good wins. I mean, that's not anything just to raise your nose at. But oh, not at all. Um, very competitive game. Uh, I we you and I both thought it would be that way. Um, I as far as far as where these where these teams go, um. I think for the Vikings, it, at least Nick Mullins gives you a chance. At least he's not completely putrid, completely awful. He threw probably the worst interception I've ever seen in my life in this game. Yeah. But like, he, he's, he's not like Nathan Peterman. He's not. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Easton Stick. He's better than Easton Stick. So he's not the worst quarterback you've ever seen. No. Like, he. He'll give them a chance to be competitive in games. Not saying they're going to win. Um, and they play the Lions this weekend. It's a huge game for them. Um, yeah. That didn't make our, our, our preview matchups, but certainly could have. Um, 
so they're going to be competing to the end for a spot. They're going to be one of those last teams in, like I said. And I believe I said they'd be in as of last week. Um, yeah, you you had the Vikings making the playoffs, I think. I had the Bengals not making the playoffs, which yes, correct. is stupid of me now because the Bengals are probably going to make it. Um, they, have the, they have the Steelers. They'll probably win that game. But then they have the Chiefs and the Browns, so they could finish 9-8, and eight, and I'm not sure that would get them in. So it, it, it's still possible they don't make it in. Yeah, you're right on that. And yeah, for the Bengals, um, I mean, just another another solid win, um, improbable win. You didn't think they'd win this game at the end there, um, no? Because I think the Vikings had the first possession of overtime. All they had to do was score, go down, and score a touchdown, yeah, and they ran like the worst attempt of the tush push that I've ever seen. I mean, <laughs> that was brutal. <laughs> That that's that that is an example of why they should not outrule that exactly because yes. it takes skill and good linemen to run that play. It's not unfair. Like just you know what I'm saying. But like I mean, we've seen so many teams just like brutally fail at that play. Um, yeah. So that's why they should. I, I that's why I disagree with the sentiment of them getting rid of it. My takeaway is. Mm-hmm. Um, both these teams really wish their quarterback hadn't gotten hurt because I think these teams with their starting quarterbacks, Joe Burrow and Kirk Cousins, could be like legitimately viable playoff contenders. I think the Bengals with Burrow would be Super Bowl contenders right now. They'd be a team that he could feasibly win the AFC uh, because they'd probably be like at least like have one more win with Burrow. Um, they'd be uh, and, 10 and 5. 10 and, 10 and uh, 9 and 5, probably with yeah. Burrow. Maybe ten and four. Um, yeah, but yeah. My the Vikings, when like Kirk Cousins was playing really well before he got hurt, it's really a shame because they could still feasibly make the playoffs. They'd be in if the season ended today, but like they're 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 not going to win a playoff game. Nick Mullins is not winning a playoff game. I know you said he he gives them a chance. That's that could be that might potentially be true, but he's not good. I don't think he's good enough to go on the road and win a playoff game. And I think they could have done that with Kirk cousins. So it's really a season of like, what could have been for both of these teams. Um, but mm-hmm. the Bengals, I mean, I think if the Bengals make the playoffs, I think Zach Taylor's got to be considered for coach of the year. Mm-hmm. Don't you think? Oh like, yeah. Maybe, like he's got to at least be like in consideration. Um, but it was an entertaining game. It was a fun game to watch. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how these two teams, two teams that are kind of on this, on the borders, how they do down the stretch. Uh, and if they were able to get in, if with their backup quarterbacks, it'd be a big testament to both those coaching staffs. Yeah, and and if the Bengals get in the playoffs, I feel like they're going to be a dangerous team because they could be. Now they, that said, Jamar Chase is hurt, so we'll see. Yeah, how serious that is. And they should sit him for this week at least because they don't need him to beat the Steelers. But you know, yeah, they got two big matchups after that, and they're going to need. I think they're going to need to win one of those two games. To be, oh, for sure. I think they're gonna, they're gonna have to at least go um, two, two, two and one over these last three games. Yep, I agree. Moving on to our uh, second recap matchup of the week, in a surprising result, um, the Seahawks pulled it out against the Eagles, um, twenty to seventeen, and I am I am very shocked at this game. Um, I we both thought the Eagles would win, or did you pick the upset? I picked the Eagles to win. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, so the fact that they lost this game, man, I, I'm pretty concerned about them right now. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not hitting the panic button. I'm not doing none of that. But 
that was I was thinking about making that a headline, but then I saw this as a recap game, so I thought there was much yeah. wasn't much point there. I I don't know what's going on with this team, man. Look, they're they're ten and one. It looked like they were gonna waltz to the Super Bowl. Obviously, the teams like the Niners and the Cowboys would present a challenge. Mm-hmm. They're a, they're they're trained. They're a dot. They're a tire fire right now. Like they don't like. What do they do well at the moment? Like Nothing. besides the tush push, what do they do well? Their defense is terrible statistically. Their offense. I don't know what is going on with them. Their their offense at least has been good at times this season earlier in the year, but like it's just it looks like an offense straight out of like the 1980s. It's just it doesn't look like a modern NFL offense. Jalen Hurts did not play well on Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, really has not played particularly well in this losing streak at all. I think he only he only has one touchdown pass in the last three games, which is that's not good. Uh, he does he has not been as good this year as he was last year. Like. I don't know. Now, the good thing for the Eagles is their last three games are against the two games against the Giants and the Cardinals. You know, they sh- they should win those games, but they should have beat Drew Locke and the Seahawks on Monday. So I don't know if it's a guarantee that these win- that they win all these last three games. It's something they should do. So like they should be 13 and 4. It's still possible for them to win the division. Um but like I- I'll let you like uh, perform the diagnosis of the team. What's going on? Because how do you go from a team that looked like the best team in the league at for a decent portion of the year um, was ten and one? We both picked them to win the Super Bowl before the year. Are they just in a slump, or is this just is this just the who they are at this point? Well, if if you remember last week, I said they should run the they should stick to the run. They should run. They the actually. And sorry to interrupt. They actually did ran the ball like somewhat decently. They, on ran, they ran the ball well, but they didn't stick with it. They exactly. they they would get a so they'd they'd run it with Swift on first down. He'd get three to four yards, and they'd run it with Swift again, and they'd get another three to four yards. So it's third and short. But then at third and short, they would do some RPO, some like some deep I... like corner. Like why wouldn't you just run the ball again? Like I have no idea. Take Swift out for a play, put in Gainwell, get the first down, then mix it up. Then on first down, you run play action. You you run a boot. Uh, because I feel like they're getting so predictable now, and their their receivers aren't getting as wide open as they used to. And you know, Seattle has a talented secondary, but they're not a secondary to fear right now. I, not exactly. Whole, so that's concerning. I just. They need to get back to what made them great and what got them here. And, and yeah. here. they need to use that offensive line. They need to run zone read. They need to run option. They need to figure out something in the run game and stick with it because clearly Jalen Hurts right now is not firing all cylinders. He was ill. Yeah. He was sick during this game. Yes. Um, and so you're putting the game on his shoulders and he's not coming through right now like he used to. And you can't really blame him. I mean, He's he's a, he's a human. He's he's not immortal. He's going to have some bad games. So what do you do when you can't rely on your quarterback? You run the ball. You you find ways to get your receivers involved without putting it all on your quarterback. And that's what's concerning me the most. I don't know if it's the offensive coordinator. Yeah, uh, no. Brian Johnson is a might be the worst play caller in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Like to go from Shane Steichen, who I mentioned Zach Taylor. Shane Steichen would be my vote for coach of the year right now. What he's doing with the Colts. And Gardner Minshew. I mean, yeah. he's putting up 30 points with Gardner Minshew 
Trey Sermon and Alec Pierce. And yet the Eagles are struggling to put up 20 with Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, and Devontae Smith. I mean, like that's a testament to coaching in my opinion. Um, I don't – at what point does Nick Sirianni like start calling plays himself? Like I I don't – I doubt he'd be any worse. I would say like one more game like this – like, were they? Like, do, do they need to lose to the Giants for for to make a change? I I, I um, and yeah. defensively they played well for like fifty eight minutes, but you know, you, you can't give up a ninety two yard drive to Drew Locke to end the game. That that just can't happen. Um, one thing I will point out about the two interceptions that Jalen Hurts threw: the first one was a deep shot to Quez Watkins who. I mean, why is Quez Watkins in the game in that situation? I don't know. But they threw a deep shot to Quez Watkins when, like, all you need to do is just, like, work the intermediate passing game, which they were moving the ball doing on that drive, run the ball, milk the clock, get some points, but you're you're throwing a YOLO pass to, like, your fifth-best wide receiver in the end zone. And the last interception, the one that ended the game, he had, I believe it was Kenneth Gainwell. He had Kenneth Gainwell wide open in front of him. If he dumped the ball off the game, well, he would have gained at least like 20 yards. They had a timeout. Jake Elliott's one of the best kickers in the league. They probably could have sent that game to overtime. So I'm a little concerned with Jalen Hurts' decision-making these last couple of games. It just feels like he's not seeing the field well. I don't know what's going on. Um, but I will say this, though. like The best cure for a struggling team is the Giants and the Cardinals. So... I think that's just kind of what they need to get them right, just playing bad teams before the playoffs. We'll mm-hmm. see how that goes. But this does not look like a Super Bowl caliber team at the moment or anything resembling it. Um, but we'll see if they can get back to that level as the playoffs approach. So that's kind of where I'm at with them. But right. there are some major red flags with this team. As for the Seahawks, they stay alive in the playoff picture. Good for Drew Locke. Um, they'll, they could be getting Geno Smith back. So Seattle, I mean, like they're they're a tough team. They're they're a team that will give teams problems. Um, so that's kind of really all I have to say about them. They won this game shorthanded as Devin Witherspoon, their mm-hmm. star rookie corner, did not play. So that's kind of that's kind of all I have to say for them. Quick question about Drew Locke: Does yeah. he have a chance to be their starting quarterback next year? No, I mean Geno Smith's a better quarterback than Drew Locke. I know, but I mean he showed flashes and he did. He's um, a backup now. Maybe he can start somewhere else. I don't know, man. I just think he I think he's a backup quarterback that's capable of a good game every now and then. Like if he has to start a game because your starter gets hurt, like you don't feel terrible about it. But I just don't think he's a I don't think he's a top thirty two quarterback in the NFL to be yeah, a starter. I agree. So, he made some really impressive throws though. So Yeah, the touchdown throw was great. That was a great throw to Jackson Smith and Jigbo to win the game. Um, and the one to Metcalf before that. Yes. So Good for the Seahawks, but you know it, it's uh, Phil. They got to figure some things out in Philadelphia because they're playing some bad football at the wrong time. Yep, this one was definitely more about the Eagles than. Yeah, I not- agree. Not to take anything away from the Seahawks. I mean, they won the game. Credit to them, but mm-hmm. um, rough look for them. But not another team that had a rough look was the Eagles division rival, the Dallas Cowboys who were down 31 to three at one point to the Buffalo bills. And I'm going to take some victory laps here on this one because <laughs> I predicted the bills to win this game in a blowout. Yes, you and did. boy, that is exactly what happened. The difference is, is that Josh Allen basically 
was a bystander in this game. He, he had like eight completions for 92 yards. It was the James Cook show. James Cook just made his presence felt on the Cowboys defense. I believe he had like like 250 total yards. He ran for a couple touchdowns. He caught a touchdown. Uh, James Cook had the game of his career in, uh, against the Cowboys here. But let's let's get back to the Bills here in a bit. Let's let's talk about the Cowboys. Um, this is my concern with them. They're they're the way they play on the road. It's it's really it's been an issue all season. They're three and four on the road. They have two embarrassing losses on the road to good teams in the 49ers and the Bills. How uh, they lost in Philadelphia. I mean, my goodness, they lost to Arizona, you know, which yikes. Um it's just it, they showed why nobody believes, like, despite how good they look at times, how good Dak Prescott could play at times. This game showed why, like, nobody will ever truly believe in the Cowboys to win the Super Bowl or at least get to the Super Bowl until they actually do it because they just have these letdown games. Like, yes, they, they have this huge win at home over a division rival, um, and they come out and just lay a gigantic egg. I mean, they didn't even get off the bus in this game. Like, it's just – and Dak Prescott, I'm afraid to say, might have lost the MVP because he now has two bad performances, bad, really bad performances in national windows. Um, so that's unfortunate for him. But, yeah, like, this is why. This is why the Cowboys could go 17-0 and and I would still pick them to lose in the divisional round. It's games like this that where they just, like – they just don't show up. It happens way too often. Yeah, um, I, I was kicking myself because the one week that I pick the Cowboys to win, they they lay a freaking egg. Yeah, I've been picking against them all year, and the one week I pick against them, they they perform like this. You know, it's it's really really tough to see that, and they just got blown out from the jump in this game. And and uh, you're right, you're right about James Cook. He uh, he he really put on a great performance for his team, and and. The Bills just stuck to the run, and I, I think that they had under 10 pass attempts. I think. Uh, I mean, the Eagles could take some notes from what the Bills did in this game. Yeah. I mean, the Cowboys' run defense is terrible. It's been terrible all season. It's how you beat them because they have a great pass rush with Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence, and, you know, they can't stop the run very well. So, I mean, I don't know. Uh, teams should use that blueprint against them. And we'll get to – the Cowboys are playing the Dolphins, and we'll get to that in a bit. <sighs> But that was my main takeaway: is how the Bills just they stuck to just they just stuck to what worked. They really, really did. Other than that, there's not a whole lot to take away from this game. Um, Cowboys still in a strong position. Bills on the upswing now. Um, I'm like I'm liking what I'm seeing from them the last few weeks. So let's talk about them because they're now eight and six. Um, they're they're relevant in the playoff race. They would not be in if the season ended today. What's this team's ceiling, do you think? Because we've been talking about them all year. Will they make the playoffs? Will they not make the playoffs? You've given up on them. You still believe in them. My belief has been restored for the time being with these last couple games with wins against good teams. How far can they go, do you think? Like, what's realistically, if they get in the playoffs, how like what? How far, like, what can they do? Um. So, I still like the Ravens right now in the, in the AFC. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been the most impressive team like over the entire season. Um, I think there's no doubt about that uh, on that side. 
Um, so I think that the Bills could match up with them at some point. Um, I'm trying to think what the Dolphins are contenders. Uh, can't, yeah, obviously, the, you can't count the Chiefs despite the Chiefs, their the wide receiver issues. Yeah. Um, so I think if they matched up with the Ravens today, I think they'd probably lose. But it would, it would be a close game. So I, I think not quite the Super Bowl, but like uh, AFC, AFC championship game is their ceiling right now. Um, in my opinion. Yeah, I would, I would tend to agree with that. I think they could get there. The issue with them is I don't know if they are, they can be consistent enough to, because they will be a wild card team. I don't know if they're really consistent enough to win three, to put together three great performances in a row to get to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's been their issue is consistency. Like they can beat anybody. They can lose to anybody. Um, but I, I agree. Like, I think they could, they could, I'm going to agree. I think their ceiling as of this moment is making the AFC championship game if they get in the playoffs. But with that said, they're going to be a team that nobody's going to want to face Um, because when they're firing at all all cylinders, like they're fun to watch, man. They really are, but Mm -hmm. they just got to be consistent. Um, With that said, their upcoming schedule, the Chargers on Sunday night, actually Saturday night, um, which, I mean, my gosh, that game (laughs) – that game should be over by the anthem. Uh, they had the Pats, another game. They lost the Pats early in the year, but the game's in Buffalo. They should easily win that one. The big one, though, is they play the Dolphins in Week 18. Um, that can possibly be for the AFC East. So the Bills, they got to win these next two games against bad teams to get ready for that pivotal Week 18 matchup against the Dolphins in Miami, which that – that should be a really big game. That I'm that'll probably be like the last game of the regular season, mm-hmm. and that'll be on our docket of games to look at um, without question. All right, that should just about wrap it up for Week 15 recaps. Uh, we'll now go into a period of awards with our players of the week. Um, I'll start. I will go with Baker Mayfield as my player of the week. Uh, okay. I believe this is his first award this year. I think I'm going to give a shout out to Baker Mayfield. He's played some really solid football this season for the Buccaneers. And I think he's earned the right to be their starter next year. We'll see how these last three games go. If he can win that division for them Uh, against the Packers, which I had the displeasure of watching. (laughs) He threw four touchdown passes. He had over 300 yards passing. He had a perfect passer rating. Uh, The first road visiting quarterback to record a perfect passer rating at Lambeau field was Baker Mayfield last Sunday. Uh, hopefully the Packers fired Joe Barry, their defensive coordinator after the season, because my gosh, the, their defense is terrible. It's tough to watch, but Baker, good for Baker Mayfield. Great performance from him. Really nice bounce back season from him. And I've, I've always believed that Baker Mayfield is better than people have given him credit for. And, um, that's being validated this season. So hopefully he leads him to the playoffs and he is my week 15 player of the week. Mm-hmm. Did you uh, note that he had a perfect passer rating? I did. Okay. My bad. Yes. Um, yeah. That was a really impressive performance. I watched highlights of that game after it ended. Um, and he was looking, he just was looking very confident and very uh, convicted, convictive in his throws and, was making great reads, so it's good to see. I, I like Baker Mayfield. He's one of my favorite players, so um, I, I like that pick out of you. But for my pick, uh, I'm going with James Cook. Um, yep. We kind of talked about it earlier. Um, he had the highest rushing yard uh, gain this week, um, 
25 carries for 179 yards and a touchdown. And he also added two receptions, 40 yards and a touchdown as well. Um, so just all around great performance just showed why he's arguably one of the better all purpose backs in the league right now. And, um, I believe his rushing average was like seven yards a carry or something like that. And that's outstanding. And it just shows why teams, when they play the Cowboys, they should attack their rush defense. Um, and the bills did just that. And they're, they're really revamping their offense and, and, uh, from the start of the season, they were very, very pass heavy. Now they're very run heavy. Exactly, so, and that's equal. That's equaled wins, you know, against good teams. And, and exactly, I think look, the move of them firing Ken Dorsey, their off, their former offensive coordinator, was questioned at the time. <laughs> it's looking like it's the right move. Joe Brady looks like looks to be an upgrade for this offense. Um, and it's 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 it'll be interesting to see if they can keep this up. Uh, and if they can, if James Cook can keep up his good performance, because if he can do that, it just gives their offense another weapon. They don't have to rely on Stefan Diggs as much. Uh, mm-hmm. Josh Allen has to do a lot less if James Cook can keep this up. So um, he's going to be pivotal for them down the stretch here. Very good. Very good. Uh, moving into our week 16 preview, um, we're going to talk about three games. Um, and the first game that we're going to talk about is the Jaguars and the Buccaneers. This one's in Tampa. Um, pretty big game for both teams. Uh, Jaguars kind of struggling as of late. Um, Buccaneers on the upswing. Um, so t- two teams going in the opposite direction, but two teams that really need this win. And I'll have you uh, start off on this one, Owen. Uh, give me some some thoughts on the game and give me your pick. So you kind of hit the nail on the head mentioning these two teams are kind of coming from opposite directions. The Bucks have won three straight. The Jaguars have lost three straight, uh, including an ugly, ugly performance against the Ravens last Sunday night. Um, Trevor Lawrence has not played well since getting hurt. Um, I don't know if the injury is affecting him. I don't know what's going on, but he, he has not been good these last couple games. Baker Mayfield, on the other hand, obviously last game, had a great performance. But with that said, this is an interesting matchup because like usually you would look at this as like a get right game for the Jaguars, but I think the Buccaneers are playing too well to be seen as like a team that would be looked at as a get right game. But with that said, I think the Jacksonville will win a close one. Um, I think the Jaguars passing defense has been a sieve for like the last month and a half after getting off to a surprisingly good start this season. So I think Baker Mayfield and Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, who, who by the way, had over a hundred yards receiving last game against green Bay, they could have big days. I think Baker Mayfield could have another good performance in this game because he's at home against a, a mediocre passing defense at best. But what Jacksonville needs to do is just capitalize in the red zone. Like they move, they can move the ball. They move the ball against Baltimore, who is like one of the better defenses in the league, top three defense, but they have to convert. Like they missed two field goals. They had two fumble. They had a fumble. They badly, grossly mismanaged the end of that first half. I don't know if you saw that. That kind of stuff can't happen for a team at this point in the season. Mm -hmm. But so like continue doing what you're doing to move the ball to get in that red area. They just got to convert. Um, and if they do that, they should win the game. So I think they'll win. I think Trevor Lawrence can have a bounce back game. Um, 
But the key for Jacksonville this game is, is their red zone offense because it was a disaster. I understand Baltimore's defense is good. Uh, Tampa's defense is respectable, but it's not it's obvious it's not the Ravens defense. I think Jacksonville can put up some points. So I'm gonna say Jaguars get back in the win column in this one. Jaguars 26, Buccaneers 20. Okay, okay. Uh Wow. Um, you you gave some good anal- good thoughts there, um, and I picked the Ravens to beat the Jaguars. Yeah, I picked the Jacksonville to win. I just yeah, I yeah. went for the upset. Yeah, you were going for the upset. Um, you you talked about their str- their red zone struggles. I think that was a good point. Uh, they've been struggling this year to uh, specifically pass the ball in the red zone, um, and. I I think my initial thought right now is to pick the Bucks to pull off the upset. Um I don't think it would be a huge upset though. Uh wouldn't be huge. I mean you have an eight and six team playing a seven seven and seven team. So yeah. but I feel like the percep- most people's perception right now is that the Jaguars are a better team. Um, I think they're a slightly better team. Yeah. Slightly. But- I don't think it's a huge gap. Um but yeah, you, you go ahead. I I already gave my time. You're good. Um, I think I'm going to pick the Bucks to pull off this win. Uh, okay. At home, not a huge home field advantage, but big enough to where it's going to make some sort of impact. Um, yeah. Uh, I think Baker Mayfield's going to continue his offensive uh, streak. Um, is 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 throwing? They they're a they're a pass heavy team right now. Speaking of passing, yeah. yeah. Um, they don't, don't run the ball. So I think I think they're going to continue that. Uh, they're going to keep feeding Rashad White, who's, who's been really good lately, um, and their receivers have been amazing lately. They've been spreading the ball. They're a spread the ball, spread the ball around team. Um, you know, Chris Godwin had a big game last week, but uh, pretty much this entire season, it's been Mike Evans who's been having a great year. Um, yeah, and I think that I think the Jacks could have some success in their own right. Um, with with Trevor and, uh, but I don't know that this is the game that they're going to all of a sudden like be a well-oiled machine and, and, and be what they were, you know, against, uh, you know, earlier in the year, early, early in their year. Yeah. Um, I think they could have some struggles and maybe turn the ball over once or twice. Um, so that's going to give the advantage to, uh, to Tampa here. Um, and, I think that the Buccaneers pass rush could get to Trevor with, with him being a little bit dinged up. Um, so uh, I'm going to pick the Bucks to win this one. Um, not feeling too confident about it, but uh, I'm going to, I'm going to pick the Bucks to win this one. Um, let's go 27 uh, Tampa 24 or Jacksonville 24. I like it. I like it. I mean, the Jaguars aren't giving you, giving many a whole lot of confidence that they can win this game. Um, so going with a hotter team, like I, that's not a, uh, not a bad way to operate right there. All right, moving on to, uh, a game that I'm very excited for, um, a potential, a possible <clears throat> Super Bowl preview on Monday night football between the 49ers and the Ravens, both teams, 11 and three, both teams, the top, the number one seed in the conference at the moment, um, yeah, I mean, like, what else can you say? I mean, these are possibly 
not possibly, probably the two best teams in football right now at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, the yeah. 49ers, my gosh, ever since that three-game losing streak, they've just been a well-oiled machine on every facet. The Ravens, just they just continue to chug along, stacking wins. Uh, Lamar Jackson continues to make plays, including that crazy one he made against Jacksonville last Sunday night. Um, really intriguing matchup. I'll let you go first on this one because uh, uh, I went first in the last one. I want to hear your thoughts on this because I'm interested to hear. Okay, so this one's in San Francisco. Yes. Uh, uh, the Ravens traveling all the way across country. I think that's a factor. Um, <clears throat> although I think John Harbaugh is an excellent coach at getting his teams prepared to play. Um, <clears throat> and so is uh, Kyle Shanahan. Uh, but sorry, I'm losing my voice. Um, I This is going to be a great game. This is probably going to be a top five game of the year. Uh, I feel like lately we've been have some have, having some like marquee marquee matchups, um, you know, with last last week at the Cowboys Bills uh, and the week before with the Eagles Cowboys, um, and this is another one of those games. And I I have more faith in the 49ers to win, um, but a part of me wants to pick the Ravens as well. Um, so I feel like this is a legit toss up game, um, but I'm going to give the slight edge to the buck to the to the 49ers. Uh, because of what they've shown lately, they've been showing that they're a juggernaut offensive team and their defense can force turnovers and do enough to win. Um, so my confidence is is higher than the 49ers, but I certainly would not be shocked at all if the Ravens won uh, because they've shown that they can be in games. And, you know, this would be their a marquee win for them um, and, and show that for real that they're a a super bowl contender not just a playoff contender a super bowl contender um so i think this game means a little bit more to the ravens um in my opinion uh but i don't think that's going to be enough for them to win um so i'm gonna go ahead and pick the 49ers to win this one and and a slight shootout 31 to baltimore 27 okay i noticed a trend with like all these like high caliber marquee matchups they get super hyped up. They kind of end up being letdowns. Like, yeah, the Super Bowl rematch, uh, Eagles-Chiefs, that was a close game. I would not exactly call that a good game, a very sloppy game. Uh, Eagle, Niners-Eagles, kind of a blowout. Uh, Cowboys-Eagles, kind of a blowout. Maybe it's the Eagles. Maybe they're the problem. Uh, well, they're not involved in this game, so hopefully this game lives up to its billing. Ah, oh, man. I was thinking about this a lot. I think the Ravens present some unfavorable matchups for the 49ers because the Ravens are the best defense. The 49ers, second best, probably one of the two best defenses the 49ers have faced all year. The other, the only one in competition is the Browns defense. And, well, look what the Browns defense did. The 49ers scored 17 points in that game and lost. Um now that game was in Cleveland in a in a bit of a brainstorm. So like the conditions could be different. But I think the Ravens defense can create some more difficulties for the 49ers than they've had to deal with in recent weeks. Uh Roquan Smith is a great linebacker. He can neutral help neutralize McCaffrey. Uh they have a great pass rush. I think the biggest mismatch in this game is the Ravens pass rush against the 49ers offensive line, pass blocking offensive line, which is not bad, but not certainly not a strength of that team. I think they can get some pressure on Purdy, which can create some errant throws. Um, I think a big issue, a big, uh, a big uh, emphasis will be taking George Kittle out of this game. 
the Ravens can't allow George Kittle to go off um, because I think their secondary, Kyle Hamilton, uh, Geno Stone, mm-hmm. um, Humphrey, who, who's their other core? Brandon's like Steve, like they are good enough to take Ayuk out. Williams. Can, uh, Marcus Williams, of course. Yeah. <laughs> they can take Ayuk out. I think they can take Brandon Ayuk out of this game. I think they can maybe neutralize Debo. That's the issue. Like, pick your poison with the 49ers offense. There's just so many guys that can just kill you. Mm-hmm. But the guy that can't, they have to neutralize George Kittle because I think he's kind of like, he's kind of like what makes that thing go. Because uh, mm-hmm. I, I respect Ayuk, I respect Debo, but like Kittle's got to be the emphasis for the, for the, for the, um, Ravens defense. You got to put Kyle Hamilton, who's their best safety, on him. Use Marcus Williams and Stevens against Debo. Um, put Humphrey and Ayuk. Get pressure on Purdy, and I think they can create some issues. Another favorable matchup is the Niners' run defense. Quietly, is not fantastic. Uh, I believe they're sixteenth in run defense DVOA, DVOA, dead on average. Um, so the Ravens, what's their strength? Their offense running the football. Now they did lose Keaton Mitchell, but they still have some other good backs. Edwards is there. Obviously Lamar is an extension of the running game. They can, they can move the ball on the ground in this game, uh, with Lamar, you know, they can manufacture a good rushing scheme. Like I said, Mitchell is obviously a big loss, but I think the Ravens can present some issues here even without Mitchell I'm gonna go with the Ravens I just think they match up really well they create they're the team that creates the most issues for the Niners so for that reason I'm gonna go Ravens 24 Niners 20 I think the Ravens are gonna win the game I think Lamar can have a big game here (sighs) excuse me sorry um if they get pressure on Purdy and take Kittle out of the game, it's going to be a lot harder for the Niners' offense than it has been. So I'm going to go with the Ravens pulling off an upset on the road, 24-20, uh, establishing themselves. And God knows it. If the Ravens win this game, they're going to be first in everyone's power rankings. Yeah. So, yeah, big game for them. It really is a big game for them. And like I said, if they win, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to wow a lot of people. Uh, I'm sorry. I just kind of you took the Niners, right? Yeah, you took the Niners. I just, I just, I just went one ear out the other. So, very good. Yeah, so we've differed on both picks here. Yeah, which is completely fine. And yeah, I just, I'm not picking against the 49ers right now because they're red hot. So yeah, I kind of, I don't feel great about picking against them, but I just think the Ravens can do enough to neutralize them. Mm-hmm. One interesting note about the 49ers. I think everyone is picking that team to come out of the NFC, which looks looks you know good at the moment, mm-hmm. considering the Eagles have really tapered off these last few weeks. The Cowboys, you can never trust them. No one else really poses a, a real threat. But they lost to Kirk Cousins this year, and you have to know of the Kirk Cousins curse. The, the Cousins curse is – no team that has ever lost to Kirk Cousins in the regular season has made the Super Bowl the same year. Just an just interesting nugget I'm pointing out there. And the Niners lost to Cousins this year. Mm-hmm. Do you think that has any relevancy to it, or is that just like a uh, – Not really. 
Yeah. Well, I, I just think it's interesting. No, that's never happened. So yeah, um, I mean, it's a it's a funny stat or funny. Yeah. And now, if the Niners don't make the Super Bowl, I think maybe it's real. Who knows? Um, but just thought I'd point that out. Moving on to the last game on our on our docket here, we have another big game, an interconference game between the Cowboys and the Dolphins. This game is in Miami, so another road game for the Cowboys. Um, as we documented their issues on the road this year. So this game is interesting. Um I think it's for the Dolphins. It's simple. You got to run the ball because the Cowboys have had issues stopping the run. Raheem Moster has scored twenty touchdowns this year. Ride him all game. Give it to Mo. Is Devon A. Chain healthy? Is he still hurt? Uh, no, he's healthy right now. So give it to run it with Moster. Run it with A. Chain. Um, I know you have Tyreek and Waddle, so you have those great receivers. Mm-hmm. So like you have them as like uh you know a luxury there. But if the Dolphins if the Dolphins run the ball well, they can win this game. Um, defensively for the Dolphins, I just think you put Jalen Ramsey on Ceedee Lamb, like you use Javon Holland, who's an excellent safety for them on Jake Ferguson, their tight end. Mm-hmm. Um, like I think you can take Cook, like make make Brandon Cooks, who is a, still a good player, but he's not what he once was. Make him beat you. You know what I mean? Like have them be your be have them be have him be their number one target. Um, you can get pressure on Dak with Chubb and uh, I was about to say Jalen Phillips. He's out for the year. Um, if they can get pressure on Dak and they can take Lamb out of this game and they can run the football, they can absolutely win. I, and yeah. when you combine that with the Cowboys' road woes this year, it is why I'm going to pick the Dolphins to win here. Uh, I just think. Wow. They present some matchup favorable. Now it's it's kind of like an immovable force against a, you know that meme of like immovable force versus uh, um, like you know immovable object or something like that. I don't know the exact terminology. Uh-huh. It's the Dolphins against a good team versus the Cowboys against a good team on the road. Like mm-hmm. what gives? Something's got to give here. Mm-hmm. Um, since the Dolphins are at home, um. I'm gonna now. Miami is not exactly a difficult place to play. Um, it's not like Buffalo or Philly or San Francisco. So like the Cowboys could feasibly win this game, but I'm gonna pick against them again. I think that they're they'll be competitive in this game, but until I see them win a road game, until I see them be able to stop the run, uh, I'm gonna pick them against teams that do those things well. So give me Cowboys 26. Or excuse me, Dolphins 26. Cowboys, let's go uh, twenty-one. Okay, well that's that that's an upset for sure. Yes, um, I think many people are going to pick the Cowboys, so I'm going to go with the Dolphins. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to disagree slightly here. Um, I think that this is not a get-right spot for the Cowboys, but you know they've got to be angry right now. You know they've got to be working their butts off to to get those chinks back put back in the armor you know Um, yeah and they're going to come home and they're it's going to be a great environment great atmosphere all that um and i know that they're going to come out on fire the Uh, game's in miami by the way it's in miami yes it is oh shoot uh i thought it was at dallas my bad It it is in miami i don't think that really matter uh it doesn't really matter to me i yeah i um that the Cowboys are going to win this game. 
Um, and they're going to bounce back. Uh, kind of like I thought last week the Eagles would, but uh, um, I think the Cowboys are going to bounce back. CeeDee Lamb's going to get his. Um, I don't think they're going to – Ramsey's going to completely uh, take him out of the game. I don't even know if he's going to shadow him. Um, you'd think he would, but yeah. – uh, Nick Fangio's smart. They'll, they'll put Ram- they'll put Jalen Ramsey on CeeDee Lamb. Yeah, but they they do have other weapons that could be used. It's not just CeeDee Lamb. Yeah, they have Ferguson and Cooks and um, you know Pollard, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Ferguson's been eating lately, so I think they yeah. should get him involved. That's why I think Javon Holland's got to – have a tough task there with him. Javon Holland's graded out as like one of the best safeties in the league this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that'll be an interesting matchup to watch for sure. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I think this could be a shootout. I don't think, I don't see the Cowboys only scoring 10 points in this game. Um, and, I, and I don't see the Dol- the Dolphins getting shut out either by the Cowboys defense. Um, and I do agree with you that the Dolphins should run the ball. Like they they should keep running it and nobody's really stopped them running the ball this year. So no, I mean they should stick to that. But I just think that some's telling me that the Cowboys are gonna this this would be an unexpected win for them, you know, and and, and backed in a quarter. Um, so I think I'm gonna go with the Cowboys to win, uh, 35 and the Dolphins 32. Wow, that would that would be a fun game to watch for sure. It really would. All right. All right, so um, we'll see. I think one of us will get bragging rights over the other because we both picked different scores in each of these games. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, it should be a really interesting week 16. There are some really good games on the schedule here. Uh, some games we didn't get to. We have Rams-Saints tomorrow, two playoff hopefuls there. Um, we'll see if the Eagles can bounce back against the Giants. Uh, Steelers-Bengals, eh, divisional game, so it could be competitive. So there's some – it's an interesting slate here in week 16. So we'll see uh, – See uh, as you do with a lot of things, just see how it all plays out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right. For, so for our last segment, we're going to uh, we're gonna each give our top five most disappointing teams this year. So teams that didn't live up to expectations, teams that aren't playing well, uh, whatever you want to interpret that as. So Owen – I'll, uh, I'll let you start off first on this one. Okay. You don't have to so, rank them, but you can just give me the teams. In no order, we yeah. have the I have the Chargers, mm-hmm. who I picked to make the playoffs, by the way. Um, I have the Chargers. I have the Patriots, who I did not expect to be great, but I didn't expect them to be this bad. Uh, the Falcons. The Steelers. Wow, Steelers. And... Um, Gosh, who was the last one that I had? And I got to say it. This might be unfair. The Jaguars. Because I expected them to run away with this division. And they're currently one of three, eight, and six teams in that in that division right now. So Jacksonville, Pittsburgh, the Chargers, New England, and um, gosh, who was, who was the last one I said? Uh, who was the last one I said? Uh I'm blanking too. <laughs> um, oh, uh, Atlanta, the Falcons, who um, I thought could have possibly won that division, and they just have lost so many. So yeah, Falcons, Chargers, Patriots, um, uh, Jaguars, Steelers. That's my top five. I think the only one I would disagree with there is the Steelers, just because 
they're still fighting for a playoff spot. And this is what they have done every year. Yeah, so, I get it. Um, yeah, I, get I just it. thought Kenny Pickett would be would be better than he's been this season because he's played. He he looked good at the end of last season. Uh, he he's been a disappointment this this year. I did not include the Jets just because like it's kind of unfair to them because they lost they, their season effectively ended like four plays in. So I did not include the Jets. Lately, it's been the Eagles, but I can't put a team that was ten and one at one point in this column. Um, but like lately, it's been them. So I think the, those five teams, um, to me, just have not lived up to their billing this season. That's a good list. Um, for me, uh, I agree with the Chargers. They're the no-brainer in this situation. Um, the Chargers, uh, <clears throat> I've got the Chargers, the Falcons, for reasons you gave, um, the Packers, um, the Bears, because I expected them to be in the playoffs, um, and then last but, not, last but not least, the Patriots as well. Okay. So what exactly were you expecting out of the Packers this season? Because I just think, like, I mean, they're kind of what I thought they'd be this year. Uh, really? Okay. I thought they were going to really go somewhere with Love, um, and he was going to take them to new heights, or not new heights, but, like, you know, a playoff spot. Um, I can't remember if I picked them to be in the playoffs or not. Um, I don't think you did. I don't think I did. So that wouldn't make sense. But I just – I think that they could have been a lot more, I guess. I don't know. I, yeah, they've I, lost some games that they had no business losing. I just think it's just their defense is terrible. Uh, they weren't good in close games early in the year. Um, yeah. So I wouldn't say they're disappointing. I think they're kind of in line with how many people expected them to be. Um, yeah. The other, I think you maybe say that earlier in the year when they were two and five, but I, th- I just think they're, they're just kind of who they are. At this point, and that's not me being biased. They're, they're just, I just think they, they kind of, they, if they finish eight and nine, nine and eight, I think they, that's kind of them meeting expectations. Yeah. Yeah. And the other teams I was thinking about were the Jets and the Commanders. So, yeah. The thing was the Jets is like, you, they kind of have an excuse, but yeah, they, that- they, they shouldn't be as bad as they are, but like you can kind of give them an excuse, kind of. Yeah. And Zach Wilson's been in the system for years and all that, and he's yeah. been improved and all and all that. So yeah, it's uh it's interesting to see where these teams go and most like most notably the Chargers with the with the opening. Chargers need a coach, the Steelers and Falcons need a quarterback. Uh, Patriots, Patriots <laughs> might need a lot of things. Um yeah. And the Jaguars, they just they just gotta figure out like how they can enter that upper echelon. Because they, many people expected them to do that this year. I just don't think they've really done that. Agreed. All right. That's going to, uh, that's going to wrap up the uh, latest version of the unlimited NFL podcast. Uh, and we will see you next time.